This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 7.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with me, Sharad. Now, there's a reading program run by volunteers that aims to address the learning poverty gap among B40 children. It's a quick summary of the Project Bacha Bacha. It's an initiative uh, which uh, was conceptualized by Taylor's University School of Education in 2001. Had uh, the height of, uh, sorry, 2021. Uh, uh, is designed for students aged between six and nine years old to ensure that they can read at their grade level and excel in their academic studies along with other classroom activities. Now, this is how it works. Uh, trained volunteers, uh, referred to as reading coaches, conduct one-on-one virtual reading sessions with the students in both English and Basmalayu to improve their reading and learning skills. Now, earlier, Shamila spoke to two spokespersons uh, from Bacha, Project Bacha Bacha to help us understand how this initiative developed and its impact. Here's the interview. Joining us today are Hema Lechmanen, who is Project Leader for Project Bacha Bacha and Senior Lecturer with the School of Education at the Faculty of Social Sciences and Leisure Management at Taylor's University, as well as Zarina Abdul Hamid, who's a parent from the Project Bacha Bacha beneficiary uh, from the PPR Saryalam. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. So Hema, let's kick things off. Uh, Project Bacha Bacha started in 2021 uh, and the aim was to address the learning poverty gap amongst children aged 6 to 9 years old from the B40 community. So what are some of your main observations when it comes to the issues involved here? What are the main challenges that are faced by these kids? So, um, as we know, the term learning poverty was coined by the World Bank, um, which uh, defines learning poverty as students by the age of children by the age of 10 who are unable to read and understand a simple text. So um, in the World Bank report published just last month called Fixing the Foundation, uh, it was reported that the learning poverty in Malaysia is over 40%. Uh, in contrast, uh, learning poverty in countries like Japan, South Korea and Singapore uh, is only between 3 to 4%. So you can see the, uh, the seriousness of this situation in Malaysia uh, where 40% of the children are unable to read and understand a simple text by the age of 10. And what happens when these children are not uh, acquiring these foundational skills which means then they are not able to cope with advanced skills. Hence, um, the tagline for Project Bacha Bacha is reading to, uh, learning to read, uh, reading to learn. So you have to learn to read and understand before you can go on to acquire even skills like math, science, geography, history. So the challenges that, that we see these students face is because they are unable to read and understand, they are unable to cope with other school subjects. Hence, um, you know, they struggle right from the first day of primary school. So tell us about how Project Bacha Bacha and, of course, Project Bacha Bacha Plus addresses these. In short, how does the program work? What does it aim to achieve? So the overall aim of Project Bacha Bacha is to um, have students to be able to read at grade level. So if they are nine years old, they should be able to read and understand um, a tax man for nine-year-olds. Uh, Project Bacha Bacha works with children from six to nine because we um, we aim to address this 
issue while they're still young, uh, so that by the time they are in, <clears throat> by the time they are in uh, primary school, year one, year two, they are able to read, cope with their grade level text. Uh, Project Baca Baca Plus started because we then realized once we started Project Baca Baca, we realized that hang on a minute, there are also older children who are unable to read at grade level. So Baca Baca Plus basically works with children who are 11 year olds, 12 years olds, who also have the same problem, but they are older uh, and they are not reading at grade level. So uh, Baca Baca Plus is for older children. Mm. Zarina, your child had, um, you know, took part in Project Bacha Bacha. Yeah. Tell us about your child's journey so far. When did they start? What sort of improvements have you seen? Uh, they start when the pandemic, PKP, uh, 2021. Then uh, for my, 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 my kids, my son, is very improvement for their lesson and then for the uh, improvement for the pronunciation. Then I'm very... Very grateful and very grateful kepada Hema, for Hema and the tellers who did this project. So Hema, actually, that's a, a great lead into my next question because the fact that you began in 2021 is quite significant, isn't it? It comes in the wake of COVID-19 and the lockdowns where many children lost the opportunity to learn in school. How are the impacts of that period still affecting children today? Um the learning poverty obviously existed even before COVID. What COVID did is compounded the problem. And um, now that if children are all back to schools, um, we presume life is back to normal, but it isn't because the gap hasn't been closed. So uh, students go back to where, um, you know, as though you know nothing happened in between. There is no, uh, you know, remedial uh, or targeted intervention for this group of children uh, to bring them up to speed. So um, that's where Project Baca Baca comes in because um, while they're continuing in school, they are also struggling because they are unable to read. And so having a targeted intervention like Project Baca Baca uh, will help them be able to cope with school subjects. And um, we see that uh, in uh, with the children that we work with. And since 2021, we've worked with uh, over 250 students, <laughs> you know, in different parts of Klang Valley, uh, all the way to East Malaysia in Sabah. And um, like what uh, Katzarina said, um, we see children's uh, progress and improvement, uh, even within 10 weeks, 15 weeks of, uh, you know, uh, being with us um, and some very significant improvement uh, where we see students really coming out and, um, you know, from being, a sh you know, having low self-esteem, lack of confidence in speaking English or BM to uh, really being able to communicate with our volunteers. And Zarina, if you yes. can talk to us about the lockdown, how did the lockdowns affect your son's learning process? How did you cope with these challenges? <clears throat> that is... My sons, uh, before that, always gadget, always gadget, you know, <laughs> when the PKP, always gadget. Then, uh, in the school, uh, ada juga untuk buat uh, kelas, mm. kelas, tapi uh, murid terlalu ramai. So, no focus, tiada focus on that. Then, bila ada, uh, bila ada baca-baca, it's very grateful, but it's one-to-one. Teacher and the and the and the and, and the pelajar kan? so sangat 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 memberi uh, memberangsangkan uh, bila kita ada kelas macam ni anak-anak akan lupa gadget 
sebentar. So, yeah, ada timetable, ada jadual. So, bila kita ada kelas uh, baca-baca ni sangat bagus and the teacher sangat-sangat uh, very, very, uh, hopefully, sangat membantu. So, macam anak saya, daripada dia sangat malu, huh? then dia boleh pergi ke public speaking, ha, macam tu. And Hema, how has the project evolved? You talked about uh, Baca Baca Plus earlier, but have you had to tweak or adapt the program <coughs> since it began? We have to. So when we started, we focused on students who are six to nine year olds and uh, those who have access to internet connection. We do online classes. We are, um, you know, um, Google Meet, Zoom, um, or WhatsApp video call. And then and then we discovered these um, older children. And so we said, okay, you know what? We got to support them too. So baca baca plus started. Um, and then as, and then we we realized that there are uh, also students in different communities where. Uh, internet access is limited phone calls are, you know uh, even the telephone connection is limited so how do we then reach these children mm. so this year we started with baca baca community where we also work in um, empowering local women uh, training them to be teachers so that they can then teach the children so um, it is continuously evolving and we're continuously expanding also to different parts of Malaysia to reach more children Zarina, yes. how is a program like Project Baca Baca different from learning to read in school? I mean, what does it add to your son's learning experience? In the school, when the Google Meet, very, 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 uh, sangat ramai. Mm. So, no attention. When the Project Baca Baca is one-to-one, it's more attention from the teacher. And then my, my son... My son not shine to ask uh, what this, what this, and then the uh, punya pemahaman tu sangat bagus. Like this, uh, ibu, why the why the the the, the sentence is uh, is the same the same upon uh, like thing and thing, <laughs> but the different different spelling. Mm. So my my answer only ask only asking the the teacher then. Uh, how that I pun follow lah belajar dengan cikgu juga. <laughs> That's why I my my English improve. Thank you, baca-baca. <laughs> so actually, Hema, the coaches are a big part of this and your reading coaches are volunteers. Tell us about the recruitment process and the sort of training that you provide them with. So um, our reading coaches come from well, all over Malaysia, some from Brunei, Singapore as well. Um, they are Malaysians who believe in children needing education. Um, That's probably our basic requirement. You know, you love to read, so come and spread your love and joy for reading to these children. Uh, So we we take in any volunteers who are able to commit um, 30 minutes uh, a session. That's all the requirement that we ask for, just 30 minutes per week session to teach uh, online, just from the comfort of your home, from anywhere. So you can even be having a nice coffee in the cafe, step outside, have 30 minutes class, and then you can go back and continue with your daily life. Um, and we provide training, so no teaching experience is needed. So we provide periodical trainings on how to teach, how to conduct our assessments, how to diagnose students, monitoring. And um 
I just want to add on what Kak Zarina um, mentioned earlier, uh, you know, about uh, even she picking up, uh, you know, some English. Uh, and that's exactly what we want, um, you know, parents, because we work with parents who have uh, sometimes low literacy themselves. So uh, one of our asks is to for the parents, one parent to sit with the child for that 30 minutes so that they can also pick up, uh, you know, some of these words, sentences that the volunteer uh, teaches their child so that they can then support their child after that that's it these are kids and getting them to stay engaged sit in one place uh, can be a bit difficult right especially when we're talking about quote-unquote learning so how receptive have the students been and how do you keep them engaged and interested so um, firstly we keep our sessions short 30 minutes because we're dealing with very young children. Um, anything more than 30 minutes, you know, they start looking around. There's a sibling turned on TV playing football in the house. So <laughs> we keep it to 30 minutes so that there is less distraction, there is momentum. And we have uh, reading text, which uh, we have specially, uh, you know, uh, created, specially identified to keep uh, the reading fun, contextualize it so that children can relate. And we train our volunteers to use different questioning techniques, different activities um, to have conversations for that 30 minutes so that the children are continuously paying attention. Zarina, besides just picking up reading, um, I mean, earlier you talked about how your son, you know, not so malu anymore <laughs> and all that, right? How else has this program helped your child? Oh, I pun tak tahu macam mana, tapi sangat-sangat bagus, sangat-sangat memberansangkan. So, my my son uh, tak shy lagi, boleh pergi ke principal and then bila jumpa tourist, hello, hello. <laughs> then, I... Surprise! Dan dia dia punya mata pelajaran bahasa Inggeris sangat sangat membelasangkan. Actually, um, in the uh, awal tahun ini dia dapat 95 peratus, 95%. Wow! Sangat. I pun <laughs> saya I pun was shock and surprise. Huh? <laughs> bahasa Inggeris you 95, then bahasa Malaysia 92. <laughs> Miss, uh, I'm sangat-sangat terima kasih dengan pergi baca Miss Hema and Tellers because they make uh, our children daripada shy, daripada zero to hero. <laughs> Hema, thank you. That's that's lovely, really. It is, it is. It's, it's very heartwarming uh, uh, to hear stories like this, success stories like this, because I think um, our mission is to help, well, I would like to say all children, but as many as possible. <laughs> so how would you like to see Project Baja Baja expand as you move forward? So um, we are uh, now in the works of digitizing um, our processes so that we can reach out to more um, children uh, all over the Malaysia and even outside of Malaysia in the future uh, to really eradicate learning poverty in Malaysia and also within the region. That's the goal. And Zarina, yes. what is your message to other parents out there whose children might be struggling with reading? Firstly, I am like to thank to Ms. Hema for give the opportunity for ours, for us B40. Uh, this one is B40 untuk capai target sang, sangat-sangat menepati Ms. Hema. And then to our parents di luar sana, grab opportunity. Apa yang disediakan ni kita tangkap, jangan kita tinggalkan. So sekarang ni adalah adalah masa masa digital, masa zaman era uh, telefon. So kita kena follow, tetapi ingat kita kena pantau anak-anak kita. Jangan kita biarkan mereka. Kita kena tarik dia, tarik dia slowly-slowly. 
by the Project Project Pacha. <laughs> Zarina, Hema, thank, thank you so you. much for joining me today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kadina. <laughs> That was Shamila Gunnison speaking to Hema Lachmanen, project leader for Project Bacha Bacha and senior lecturer from the School of Education, Faculty of Social Sciences and Leisure Management at Taylor's University, along with Zarina Abdul Hamid, a parent from one of the projects, sorry, a parent of one of the project's beneficiaries who lives in PPR Sri Alam. Keep it here on the evening edition, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.